You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. This podcast takes a look at our favorite cult films, introduces them to someone who has not seen them. She's not here this week. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm having a rough time with co-hosts. I'm them with great alcoholic beverages. That's me. And then we talk about it. This week is a cult meeting where we answer your questions and tell you what we're watching next week. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by... Your facilitator of fun, because I'm the lady of libations, Stephanie. <laughs> I like that, huh? Right. Um, we missed you last week. I missed you guys too. I um, had a snafu with my um, scheduling. My brain, uh, I, I can't keep stuff in my head anymore. So I bought a. It's all the libations. It, it probably <laughs> it could be, but I bought a planner so I can write stuff down. There, so I'll be here. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I was a wrong day. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It happens. Not a big deal. You were missed. Well, yeah. Our schedules are all kind of wonky anyway <laughs> right, now, right now. So it's like we it, don't have it, a set night. But, but it looks like it's going to come together soon. So Yes. Yes, I'm excited. So let's go. So um, if you'd like to follow us, you can find us on any fine podcast app, including Spotify. By spurch, <laughs> by spurching, you should spurch, but also search for the Mopcast Network. You can also find us on YouTube at Mopcast Network, where we have our podcast, movie reviews, mashups, short films, which are awesome, by the way, all for you to enjoy. Um, subscribe and set the alert so you don't miss anything like I do. <laughs> we are also now on, what on earth is this that we are on? Uh, we're now on BitChute. Okay, that is not the way I re- would have pronounced that. BitChute. Okay, BitChute as well. Um, as well, so look for Scotty White Company to find us there. So we're on Bit BitChute because it's a... What uh, is BitChute? It is a YouTube alternative. Okay, I had no idea. And, I'm like... Um, um, we, a couple of our podcasts are on there. A couple of things on the Tombstone episode is on there because of YouTube wouldn't let me put it on there. So I just, well, that's awesome. So I put it on there. So bit we, shoot, we, bit okay, shoot. Okay, that's awesome. And if you want to find out more about the Cult Movie Cantina, you can join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash Cult Movie Cantina. There you can find out the latest movie news, see trailers, play games such as Wrong Title Only, and caption this. Uh, talk to the cultist please talk to the cultist because we love that um, we're working on our 2020 convention plans right now so uh just let us know so have you been watching the mandalorian i know i have i know steph has too and guess what we like it we like it so much we have a new limited series about it catch us every monday for mendo mondays as Drew Hall and I take a deep dive into each episode, learn facts and interesting bits and bobs of information, and look at the show from a different perspective. This limited series will run nine episodes. We're on episode uh, two, so it's not too late to join us. You can find it also on the Mopcast Network or at scottywhite.com. Huzzah! Awesome. <laughs> so last week we watched Gremlins. Yes, so I, I also get, watched Gremlins. We didn't get your perspective on it. So what do you think? Of, like, when was the last time you seen Gremlins? Okay, so before... This past before week, the most yeah, I watched it when it came out. 
I haven't watched it since then. And um, I was surprised at how much I still enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's a good film. It's <laughs> just, a fun it, film. I'm really surprised how much it held up for me, too. Yeah. It's really, It's dark but funny, and it's got a lot of action. And it's just good. I, I had a fun time watching it. you have a favorite part? Um. Yes, I like the gremlins in the bar. Or yeah, the gremlins yeah, in the, the bar scene. The bar, scene. Scene. The oh, bar yeah. scene was hilarious to me. So we were we were talking on the podcast last week. We were trying to figure out how old Billy and Kate were. It had to be early twenties, right? But then, like, you would think about it for a second. You like early twenties, and then you were like, well, maybe they're not. Well, she's working at a bank and in a bar, so <laughs> she has to be at least twenty-one, <laughs> right? Right. Well, no, this is the eighties. She could have been eighteen. Well, she could have been eighteen. You're right. Depending on the, the state. Law, depending, depending on the, on the state. state. Yeah. Drinking but liquid. I'm guessing at least. I'm I'm guessing at least early twenties. Yeah, see, that's Because out of college, right. I guess. Because she's in a she's working in a bank, and he's what does he do? He's a banker and uh, he's an artist. Yeah. So he works at the bank with her. So right, right. So they've got to be early twenties. See, that's what I think. Then there's some things you're just you're watching. You're like, really? I'm not quite sure. You know, like his best friend is a tree. <laughs> Corey Feldman. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Right, kind of funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was I was surprised how much it held up. It's it's really fun. Um, it's a, it's a cool little Christmas movie. It is a cool and what a cute little I don't know message about responsibility. It is a great message about responsibility because no one is responsible in this movie at all. No, no, and the little little you know like, Asian man comes back and. Takes the mogwai back and says, "No, you're not ready for this. Maybe one day. <laughs> no, we're never going to be. No, never. No, I don't think even one day. Um, I mean, literally, like, like five minutes after he gets it, he hurts the gizmo with light. <laughs> right. I mean, just right into like, oh, I'm going to screw you up. Oh, I'm sorry. And so, uh, well, I mean, uh, light is one thing. You don't think about camera flashes, I guess. Well, I guess so. But he knocked his little noggin and that I little. Know. Poor little thing. Oh, poor little baby. Same thing was cute, like Baby Yoda. It's oh, cute. I know. It looks like him with fur. So, we were both pretty young in when this movie came out. And we talked a little bit about this podcast, but I had some more information on it. Do you remember any of the merchandise tie-ins with this movie? I mean, I remember the the Gizmo dolls and stuff. And I had I had a Gizmo doll. And right. I, I looked for it this weekend when I was in this, my store here, and I... He, He's somewhere in there. I just hadn't haven't been able to dig him out. I got to find him. So I have my still have my words. Gizmo, and you could shake him, and he would squeak. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I had that. I had a um, a Gremlins backpack. It was denim, but had like a painted Gizmo on the back of it. Oh, like, that's like, cool. So, so you could, he, he was almost like he was I didn't have out. any of that because we were poor. <laughs> we were lower middle class, but we made it made it work. Yeah. Um, but I was also eighty four. I was um. Eight, no seven. I was seven and eighty four when this movie came out. Or about six. I was about to be seven. So I, was, I mean, like the perfect age for this. Like I was older. Right. I was like thirteen. Was I thirteen? Twelve, twelve, thirteen. I'm five years older than five years. So yeah, you're no. Well, I'm six. You're eleven. Eight, nine, ten. Oh, okay. So, so you're still can't count. Still enough, still kitty enough to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I saw we saw this in the theaters and didn't scare me at all. I wasn't. No, there's. I didn't. Still, didn't think there's anything scary about oh, it. I can, I can see how kids are scared of the monsters and the monsters jumping. There's, there's a couple of jump scares in it, but 
Um, I don't ever remember being like, oh my God, the gremlins are going to get me. I was like, I like the gremlins are awesome. They were cute. Stripe was awesome. <laughs> I love them. They were mischievous. They were. They were terribly That's mischievous. That's what I liked about it. And murderous. They, they did kill people. <laughs> Mrs. Deagle. They definitely killed Mrs. Deagle. Oh, yeah. And they killed the... Um, they totally did. The science teacher guy. Yeah. So they, they did some murdering. They did murder. So did you know... That Hardee's had a tie-in with this. There's something special for your kids at Hardee's. With any sandwich, fries, and soft drink, get a Gremlin storybook and record for 99 cents or less plus tax. Collect all five of these read-along stories about Gizmo and his friends. It's here, Gremlin books. It's here, records too. Cause you love Gizmo and Gizmo loves you. Uh, as a tie-in with the release of the first Gremlins film, the fast food chain Hardee's released five storybooks and record sets, which each told the story of the film. Are you serious? Seriously. The sets were available from 89 to 99 cents, uh, depending on region. I believe locally they were 89 cents, if I remember correctly. And they were purchased, but you had to purchase a sandwich, fries, or drink. My mother worked graveyard shift at the county jail. Uh-huh. And so on the way home, she would stop by Hardee's, buy breakfast, get me a record, and bring it home every Sunday. Oh, that's cool. So every Sunday we... Do you uh, still have them? Uh, I do. I do. They're... they're, uh, they're and probably, Somewhere. They're and probably in the storage shed with my, with my gizmo, actually. They're probably all hanging out together. Um, they were manufactured and di- distributed by uh, di- uh, Vista, which is part of Disney. They were 16 pages. They featured cartoonist artwork, and uh, the album's about 10 minutes long. Uh, so they, they broke them up into the five parts of the story. So the first part's Gifts of the Mogwai, which chronicles the story of uh, where um, Randall pa- pa- Pelter uh, goes to Chinatown and picks up Gizmo and gives it to Billy. Uh, Gizmo and the Gremlins uh, is the second one, which follows the the Gremlin offspring until they become the, the into their cocoons. Uh, Escape from the Gremlins, which features Stripe spotting uh, an army of uh, Gremlins and uh, wrecking havoc on Kingston Falls. Story four, Trapped, is uh, Billy and Kate blowing up the th- uh, monsters in the theater. And then story five, the last gremlin features the final showdown between Stripe, Gizmo, and Billy. The artwork was really kind of neat for the time. It was, it was just like those old record, you know, record storybooks you got, and like, right, like, like, there's a generation that doesn't understand this at all. So when when Steph and I were little, you could purchase stories on record. Oh yeah, which we uh, we I had a lot of those. I did too. I mean, I had a record player at them really young, and um, I would uh. You put the story in and you follow along with your book. Right, and it would like, and then it would give you like a chime or something to turn the page. Right. So. This is the story of the gift of the Mogwai. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Mother will be home from his trip any minute. Sure enough, before long, the front door flew open. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Rand handed Billy the present. I want you to open it now. This can't wait until Christmas morning. Billy tore off the wrappings and lifted the lid. A tiny ball of fur peeked out of the box with large, friendly eyes. (laughs) Billy grinned with delight. What is it, Dad? The owners call it a mogwai. You can train him to do anything, and he's really clever. He figured out how to work most of my gizmos all by himself. 
Well, since he likes Gizmo so much, let's call him Gizmo. The whole thing is on YouTube. And so I'm going to post it in the show notes so everyone can listen to enjoy it and, and listen to it all. It's 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 it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So I just I just wanted to share that. I thought that was a a fun thing. I it was you know, I have no toys from my childhood. None. That's sad. I, I I have a few original stuff and I but I've went back and rebought things that I know I wanted. My we were pretty nomadic. I mean, we moved all the time. Right. So every time we moved, we would clear out stuff. So is there like out. a favorite toy you'd like to get again? I mean, um, some people some people are nostalgic like this. Some people aren't. So I don't know if how you, how you feel about that. I don't know. I mean, I was an only child, and I was around adults all the time. I guess what I enjoyed more out of anything was reading. Right. So and I st- still do that. So yeah, toys is like meh. Um, I can't really think of any that, so that I, I mean, there's some that I, you know, like, oh, I used to have that. Blah, so blah, I, I, I told the story that. in the old podcast years ago and I'll tell mm-hmm. it. It's about time I refresh the story. Tell the story. So when I was a baby, mm-hmm. real small, um, between the ages of one and two, my, my mother and the, the guy she was with at the time, we all went to Disneyland, Disney World in Orlando. And at Disney World, uh, they bought me a, a Donald Duck toy that... Um, walked, but the way it would walk is that you'd have to squeeze its hand and its legs would move. So you hold its hand and you, they walk with you. We, and okay. you walk with me, and so I was at the, the you know height of the to to make that kind of work. I don't know if I had the coordination, but I was about the, the right height to make that work. I loved this Donald Duck, loved this Donald Duck, and being a young young boy in Alabama, small child, and this is this is pre Adam. We've talked about this before. This is right. when you let your really crazily small children just out in your backyard, right? Because right. no one was going to snatch them or anything. And so, so me and Donald made mud pies, and we did played in dirt, and we did the whole thing. That's kind of cute. And but because I loved him so much, he got filthy. He got just right filthy. So my mother. Knew I loved this duck, and well, I will wash this duck, and so you know because he's filthy. Right. So she put him in the because she put him in the washing machine, and his body is plastic and felt, plastic and cloth. Right. And it's got the plastic mechanism to make him walk, and in the washing machine or the dryer, one or the other, his head popped off. Oh no! And it wasn't like you could just put his head back on; like it broke off. Like she right, and then. She, I remember her showing me when I was, I was still in a crib. I was, you know, and, and, but it was like, oh, I'm sorry, you broke your, and I've cried and weeped and weeped. Oh my gosh. That's so so sad. So cut to 2011, Uh 2010, I think, around the time. Actually, maybe, yeah, no, 2000, yeah, nine or 10. It's before I went to college. Um, Christmas morning. I have this weird box that mom giving me, and it opened up, and it's a brand new, I mean brand new, Donald Duck doll from 1970-whatever. Are you serious? Yeah, she found it on eBay. So oh I, ha- my God. I have a replacement Donald Duck. That's awesome. So I need to get a plastic case for him. So that's one of the things that I have that from childhood that I did. While the replacement is, is very good. I got, my parents were, they gifted me, like I got a lot of books and a lot of album record albums because right. my parents are very much into reading and music so i remember like uh, albums that i got when i was a kid 
like and what? stuff like that. Like my very first album, I was like five. It was a Kiss album. <laughs> I believe it. Seriously, I believe I it. I mean, yeah. that's just what I grew up on. So, like my thing, my my nostalgia is books, books and music. Right. So, you know, so not so much. I mean, I had toys. I had Barbies. Right. I had, but nothing like stands out except for Pooh Bear. I had a Pooh Bear that I had when I was an infant. Right. But, and I had it. God, I think I had it all the way up until my teens. I don't know what happened to it. We'll find a new Pooh Bear. Mm. I had a, uh, and, and I'm looking, I found this a couple of times. There's an Avon, it's it's not a Husky, but he's like a, he's like one of those uh, like snow dogs, I guess. But he came with like a parka and he was brown and, but it was from the early 80s. And uh, I had one of those, and mm-hmm. I'd lost the parka a couple years ago. But like before Gizmo came in my life, and that that dog and me were like inseparable. Huh. And so I've since lost him to the ages of time, and I'd love to get another one just to go along with the Donald Duck I have. <coughs> but yeah, that's only like the two stuff. And I probably I'd like to get a new Gizmo too, like a, a newer Aww. one. But um, and then of course there's Mop. I have a <laughs> yeah, Mop is <laughs> awesome. Mop I'm doll. still waiting for my very own Mop doll. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting for them to mass produce those things too, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I had you know, I had a lot of storybook records as a kid. I loved those. And I had, I had I all had, the Star I Wars had tons ones, of those. Star Trek, yeah. and The Black Hole, and Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and yeah, uh, 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 just a whole bunch of. Them. But when ET came out, my the first single I got, I bought, or was bought for me was um, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond's Turn On Your Heart Light. From because it was, you know, it was the song, and he'd turn on your heart light, let it shine wherever you go, let it make a happy glow for all the world to see. Turn on My first single was Another Brick in the Wall. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I was I was like four, so I was like, Oh, my, look, it was ET. However, <laughs> my first cassette was more kitty. It was the Pac-Man fever cassette oh, with Pac-Man all the yeah, fever. fever. Cause I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. I'm going out of my mind. Uh, Mom had a remember those old um, g- giant cassette players? They were like, you know. Um, I don't know, they're about a foot long, and they had the giant buttons on them. Yeah, you could yeah, top yeah. load them, and yeah, and you would record. You could, you record, could record on those. Yeah. So, um, I, I, mom had one of those, and so, but she only had two cassettes for it, right? And so she barely. My mom would buy things and not play with them or whatever. After a while, she get bored real quick with the stuff. Um, <coughs> but um, she um, she, but the two cassettes she had was. Rod Stewart's Tonight's the Night. Tonight's <laughs> And uh, Hank Williams Jr.'s High Notes. I have no idea what that is. Uh, that's the Hank Williams Jr. that gives us, if heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, <laughs> that's where that comes from. All right. It also was the first time I heard the Beatles because he had cur- covered Norwegian Wood. Oh, God. <laughs> Still today, my favorite Hank Williams Jr. album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a favorite Hank Jr. album. Oh my gosh! I'll probably listen to it on the way. I hadn't heard it in a long time. I may listen to it. that. That or tonight's tonight. I haven't listened to that in forever either. <laughs> that has Young Turks on it too. But I, th- those are the things that I kind of remember from my childhood, like my young, young childhood. Yeah, growing up before you know, mom and dad. I remember. Yeah, I remember more music and books than I do toys. 
Except for my Pooh Bear. I was, I mean, my toys are all like I, I loved had, my I had Pooh a Bear. Ton of Star Wars stuff, and then there was a He Man phase. I mean, I had that, but we I played. I was more of a I I played outside with neighborhood kids because that's the only interaction I had with people my age, and so we would play like. Thundar the Barbarian <laughs> and He Man and Star, but we'd play like we're those right, we'd play right. act. So yeah, we would do, we'd do that too. But, see, but but when I was growing up, like for a while, I only had one neighbor who was kind of my age, and we never we ever we rarely got to play together. I so know. I was mostly playing by myself a lot. So lots of action figure stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, back to Gremlins. All right. Um. There are, um, since we're talking about records, I want to talk a little bit about the soundtrack. Because I didn't know, when I was when I was looking at my research for the, the records, this popped up. So in the bar scene, there are two songs that are on the soundtrack. First of all, I didn't know there was a soundtrack. I thought there was a, like an original score. Didn't I know had there was no a soundtrack. idea. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. Uh, so um, when the uh, Gremlins are playing poker, the music in the background is a song called Out Out. was written by Jerry Goldsmith, who did the score. Song by Peter Gabriel. There's a song called Mega Madness that happens right afterwards. That's when all the girls are dancing. Oh, that's right. And that's uh, Michael Cimbello. Who wrote Maniac and won an Oscar for writing Maniac? Maniac, which is why Maniac. the which is why the Gremlin does the Maniac dance, right. the, the flash dance, dance in in the bar scene. So I thought that was uh, Quarter Flash also did uh, has a song called Make It Shine, but I don't remember where it's in the movie. Uh, Quarter Flash did the the nineteen eighty one song Harden My Heart. Harden, Harden My, my heart. heart. Wanna swallow my <clears throat> tears? So, in addition to the records, uh, Gremlins had a breakfast cereal. <laughs> I'm sure they did. It was produced by Ralston. But everybody had a breakfast cereal. Kind of in the then. 80s, everyone had one. Yeah, that's not a big thing. Uh, concurrent, and a few years after the films first were released in 1984, the front of the cereal box featured Gizmo, and inside were decals of the Mal- um, uh, the Gremlins, including Stripe. So Gremlins did did well. It was the number two movie of uh, the number three movie of the year. It did really really well. It was a great movie. So it was released a year later on VHS, CD, video desk, and beta. Ah, uh, VHS. Uh, do you know how much it made 
in its first year on video. I I would assume this is well, I don't know, actually I probably assume this is domestic gross. Twenty nine million. Yeah, the nine right. Seventy nine million oh, wow. five hundred thousand dollars that it made over that course of the year. It made a lot of money. Along with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, it was, which was also rated PG, Gremlins was one of the two films in 94 to influence the, MPA, the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating, with Red Dawn being the first film released in that theaters. That was a great movie. Uh, given the new rating in August of 84. The scene in which the Gremlin explodes in the microwave was particularly influential to the idea that some films were too light to be rated R, but still too mature to be rated PG. The change in the film rating system was not insignificant. The rating PG-13 turned out to be appealing for many film patrons and is applied with some excitement without too, uh, without being too explicit. So that's my stuff on Gremlins. Just it's to awesome. fin- finish this all out. Um, we had a couple of new trailers. Did you catch any of the new, new trailers? Yeah. Um, they had In the Heights, which is um, in, um, it's, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's first Broadway show. Right. Um, it's coming. It looks good. It looks. It looks good. I still want. I Hamilton. love him. Have you been watching um his dark um his dark materials? Not yet. I don't have HBO. I need to get it. I'm. I need to get it so I can finish uh, Watchmen. That's amazing. Your Watchmen's so good. I've seen the first two episodes of that. And I hated Watchmen. I, I quit watching it. I didn't like it. Really? You're the only person I know who said I that. I know. I the couldn't. Only. I just don't like it. I can't. I can't understand. It's like it does not keep my interest. I can't. I can't go through a whole episode without like dazing off into something else it's just not that interesting to me all right mm-hmm. it's okay i like the first two episodes i watched but i'll tell you one thing it hasn't got me to go back and like i need to get hbo now to, to get it again so I'm, yeah I'm, it's not like i'm like i said there's not anything that i can pinpoint that i don't like about it it's just that it's not holding my interest i understand that 100 percent. but his dark materials is brilliant cool. it, and he, of course lynn Manuel's in it yes so. and uh, james mcavoy and uh mm-hmm. That looks really good. It's a great, great show. I have to check it out. Uh, so the In the Heights trailer came out. We'll post it in the show notes. It all looks good. It's exactly what you expect in a Broadway musical to come to life. Right. I guess they had to have something to come along with Cats. I did. I did. So this weekend, Star Wars is coming out. So uh, Star Wars will be out. Um, we'll be seeing it. We'll be seeing it tonight. We need we need to take a picture. Speaking of cats, because I brought something for Justina, and she's not here. And it's not it's not her Christmas gift, but it's something I saw when I was doing some Christmas shopping. You're gonna laugh. <laughs> you gotta take a picture because this is gonna go in the show notes, and she's gonna be sad she wasn't here to get it. But I will leave it here because I'm like. When I saw this, I'm like, oh, my God, she's got to have this. Oh, that's adorable. How perfect is that for her? That is absolutely perfect. Right? That's that's absolutely perfect for her. See here. It's perfect. It's perfect. We're going to sit it by her microphone. All right. That'll be great. It doesn't sit. It doesn't sit. We'll wrap it up by the microphone. There you go. Uh, We have the new Top Gun Maverick trailer come out. Yes, I, I follow Val Kilmer, and he's been posting it. So, so uh, I hope he's doing better. Last I heard, he wasn't doing great. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm, he looks like he's doing great because he's been doing his um, um, shoot. You know, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. And no, I don't know. Yeah, and, and Mark like, Twain's gig. Oh, he's doing the Mark Twain gig. Good, yeah. good. 
So I know the last show he did, he was kind of rough. So I'm not sure how. Well. But yeah, uh, I had to think for a minute. It's like you know. Uh, but Top Gun Maverick looks interesting. Yeah, so I need to watch Top Gun. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll one. watch it because I'm curious. We might do it on the you show. You know, I don't like Tom Cruise. I may do Top Gun on the show. I've never seen it, so. You've never seen Top Gun. Never seen. We talked about this before, like oh, over the summer. Oh, that's right. Never seen Top Gun. No, no reason not to see Top Gun. Just never, haven't done it yet. Okay. So, yeah. Every now and then, I fall into the role of Justina. It's my husband's favorite movie. We may have ha- have to have him guest. Yes, you need to because he'll be all over it. Uh, the other thing that came out was Escape from Pretoria, which is a uh, uh, South African escape movie during apartheid with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Looks yeah, like I Daniel, didn't see that one. Daniel Radcliffe looks like he's going to try for his Oscar. <laughs> it looks really good. And these are all, we'll post them in the show notes, but they're also on the um, Facebook page. You should definitely check out the Facebook page. I post awesome. all, kinds of, all kinds of stuff. The whole Bill and Ted thing's looking yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, Bill it's and not Ted. a trailer, but. No, but uh, that's, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, little bit later. Um, Sorry, I'm messing up. No, 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 not at all. You're not messing up anything. Um, Golden Globe nominees came out. I just want to talk about a couple of them. All right. So the best picture nominees for Golden Globe were The Irishman, the marriage Amer- uh, from Netflix, Marriage Story from Netflix, The Two Popes from Netflix. They're all Netflix. Uh, 1917 from Universal, which looks good, and then Joker from Warner Brothers. Uh, best picture for musical comedy was uh, Dolomite Is My Name, which is from Netflix. Jojo Rabbit, Circus Light. Knives Out, Lionsgate, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from Sony. Okay, I've seen that one. Out of all the ones you mentioned, that's and the only one I've seen. And Rocket Man from Paramount. I've only seen Once Upon a Time you in Hollywood. You have seen the Joker yet? The jo- oh, yeah, Joker. Yeah, I'm I sorry, you, I didn't I thought, you, I, thought you, I thought you said yeah, Joker. Yeah, I saw the I Joker. It was good. Um, I've seen The Irishman, The Joker, Dolomite's My Name, and uh, Ro- uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <coughs> I haven't seen Dolomite's My Name yet. It's really good. It's really funny. It's really um, that's good. Eddie Murphy's my pick for um, winning an Oscar this year. Really? Yeah, I think between his body of work, I think uh, I think they'll give it to him. And plus, he's really good in Dolomite's My Name. So if he doesn't, I'm gonna be really, really surprised. I'll, he'll win the Golden Globe for sure. Uh, he's nominated, so he'll, he'll win. Um, um, I don't get the love for The Irishman. The Irishman is three and a half hours long. And it's bloated. And but people love it, and I don't understand that. I haven't seen it yet because of the length. Three and a half hours long. It seems it seems and I, long. And I like Martin Scorsese, but it's like three and a half hours long, and I don't think it's earned. I also don't like the, C, the so they did a new C, new CGI technique, which will probably win them the Oscar for it. And it's um, it's dotless. You know how they you know been lately doing mo- motion cam with putting dots on everybody. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that anymore. They're, so they've, 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 the computer's gotten so sophisticated that it can scan your face while you're doing the scene. Are you serious? And then they yeah they can watch you almost real time become young. However, in this movie, I guess De Niro's supposed to be thirty, and it looks like he's in his fifties, and it's like it doesn't quite work with these guys. It the when they age them up, they look a lot better aged up than they did um, regressed. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure I don't know. Um, I want to see um and this is an older movie. I mean older isn't like a few months older, the one with Will Smith where he's younger. Jim yeah, Jim yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but so I want to see it because yeah, of the technology. Yeah, so it'll be coming out soon on uh, home video streaming. It's uh Yeah. I call it Will Smith versus the Fresh Prince. <laughs> right, right, right. Ang but Lee. it looks interesting. Yeah, it looked it looked interesting. Uh, Ang Lee directed it. Uh, who did um, uh, Hulk and Brokeback Mountain and Rides with the Devil and The Life of Pi? 
And so this is his kind of follow-up to all that stuff. Uh, on this list, I'm going to see 1917 because it's the simulated one-shot movie. I haven't even heard of that movie. So 1917 is it's about World War One. It's about and it's from what I gather from the trailer, um, dude has to give a message out. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, so he has to go to you know, to save his brother and among uh, the he soldiers. Goes, like go through time or something. No, no, no. He's gonna, no. He's not going through time. He's just going through World War One. <laughs> it seems like there's some weird. <laughs> no, the weirdness time, about it. The, the, the weirdness about it is that it's one continuous shot. It's, it's okay. So the whole movie's one shot, but it's simulated. So like there there'll be breaks, you know, because they. They can't film the two hours, right, right, right. but, the, but the, it'll look like a almost like how Birdman was. Okay, and that's this one continuous shot. So I'm here. It looks brilliant, and I'm curious about it. Um, I want to see the two popes because I like um, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Right, I love him, and I like stories about popes because <laughs> popes. I liked uh, the Borgias. <laughs> Did you watch the Borgias? No, that's Borgias. It's is, available. I can watch yeah, it. Borgias up your alley. It's it's it's. Super Catholic and super violent and super yeah. sexy. It's like I need to watch. Yeah, it. you. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on in the Borgias. Like this is a show for. Did you watch the Tudors? I did watch the Tudors. Did you like the Tudors? I did. It's the same people who made okay. the Tudors. It'd be good. They just went. We're going to Italy now. That's what they did. They did three seasons. We're in Italy. That's awesome. Italy with Jeremy Irons and I love Jeremy Irons. So anyway. good. I want to see Jojo Rabbit. I'm, I'm, I'm time did not allow me to see Jojo Rabbit. That's the the movie about the the kid in the Hitler Youth Organization who's got his imaginary Hitler friend. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, so it's uh, where have I been? Uh, 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 the guy directed Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Toddy, uh, I can never say his name. Uh, he he directed this. It's right. got Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson. And he's in it. That as, sounds great as Hitler, <laughs> and, oh. and so he's like this kid's imaginary friend who happens to be Hitler. <laughs> It's it's just beautiful That's satire. So it looks weird. really. It's been playing at the Crescent. I don't think it's playing there anymore. I have Knives Out, same way. I wanted to see Knives Out and I just haven't been able to chance to see it. I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and liked it. I loved that movie. And I have Rocket Man currently on my Amazon playlist that I I have rented at uh, during Black Friday. And I have a month to watch it, so I probably got like thirteen days left to watch it. Nice. <laughs> so. I haven't. I watched, of course, the um, the one about Freddie Mercury. Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, Did you like loved it? it. Loved it. I mean, it's like amazing. But um, I don't know. This I wasn't one, crazy about it. I loved it. This one didn't look as... Rocket Man didn't look as good to me. And I just haven't... I mean, I'll probably watch it, but it's like... I I wanted to like Bohemian Rhapsody. I really did. What did you not like about it? It's, I was... Much like you and Watchmen, I just couldn't get into it. I, and mm-hmm. I like Queen. And, I, and like, Remy Malik wasn't convincing to me as... Freddie Mercury at all, and like I, I, I joked when he won the Oscar for it. I was like, oh, he joked he won the Oscar for being able to speak clearly from around that prosthetic mouth, because oh. <laughs> because there's no other reason why he's winning the Oscar for this. See, he, I thought he was great, but and, uh, but that being said, I loved the um uh the live aves scene at the end. It's right. f- phenomenal. It's absolutely the whole thing. The whole setup's great. It's just. It's just a, I, it was an okay buyout, but I was like, I, I wasn't as crazy about it as everyone else was. Hmm. So again, much like the Watchmen, I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get yeah. to it. Um, Rocketman is the same reason why I didn't go see it in the theaters. Like it looked, I like Elton John, so I was like, and I was like, I'll, I'll go see this, and I just never did. So yeah, it's one of those. It's like it's not priority. It's like I, I'll see it, but 
I'll wait until it's like I can watch it at home and on my TV. Me too. And I was like, oh, oh look, and it's two ninety nine to rent for this holiday. Oh, I'll get it. So I, I rented it, and I still haven't watched. It. I rented that and uh, something else, and I've already watched the something else, and it's already been like that's how it went away from my brain. That's how bad it was. We watched um, Angel Has Fallen the other night. Angel Has Fallen. It was really good. Is it the newest one? Yeah. It was really good. I've only seen but we love those movies. I've only seen the first one. Though. Oh, we've seen them all, but we're big um, um, Gerard Butler fans. Gerard Butler fans, yeah. He's making a career out of those following movies. This is his third one, right? Mm-hmm. So, rock on. Speaking of movies, the 2019 National Film Registry list is out. All right. Familiar with the National Film Registry? No. Library of Congress sells 25 films a year to store and, and as part of their archive. Okay. So, you know, it's a prestigious American honor to have. Right. It's like if the world explodes, Explodes. this is what we have to show what we were. This is exactly exactly what it is. I got it. There are movies I know you will love that are on this list. Okay. And this is this year's? This year's list. Okay. I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to read just a few of them. I'm going to save what I'm going to assume is your favorite for last. Okay. So, uh, my favorite two on the list... Not counting the one that you also like. Um, number one on the list is uh, this is in alphabetical order, so it's not in. Uh, so, but uh, Amadeus. Oh, yeah, great movie. Love Amadeus. Amadeus great is movie. one of my favorite films of all times. Uh, Amadeus is on there. Uh, Boys Don't Cry is on there. Call Miner's Daughter made it. Um, the Last Waltz, which is uh, Scorsese's um, uh, rock uh, rock documentary about the band, which pretty much invented rock documentaries. Right. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Old Yeller from Disney. Platoon, Purple Rain. Those are good. Sleeping Beauty from Disney. Yeah. Uh, um, Spike Lee's very first film, She's Got to Have It, is in there. But but out of all of this, uh huh, there's something that I know that you love that um, surprised everybody. From 1994, the Kevin Smith classic, Clerks. Made the list. That is amazing. Clerks is one of the lowest budget films in modern times to make the list. I love Clerks. It was shot yes. for $27,000 in a convenience store and video store. Where we could afford to make that. Kevin Smith worked. Spike Lee's She's Gotta Have was com- uh, completed in a do- dozen days. And in 85, and I had a budget of 175000 just to, for the next one up. That's how much difference right. that was. But yeah, so yeah. So the film actually has Clerks, Clerks. and Purple Rain and... Amadeus. I That's mean, awesome. And yeah, this is the thing. Those are great movies. Great movies. Fantastic. It also had like um, some like classic, like traditionally classic things, like you know, old footage of uh, immigrants landing in Ellis Island in 1903. Then an interview with George George Washington Carver at Tuskegee Institute from 37. Well, that's cool. I mean, this is not just movies. This is literally film history. Film, just this film, film history. history. And uh, Body and Soul from 25, and Becky Sharp from 35, and. Um, you know, I I was surprised A Clerks and Cold Miner's Daughter. Um, Cold Miner's Daughter is a great movie. I, it's Sissy SpaceX, amazing as Loretta Lynn. It's just have you ever seen it? It's, I think I did when it came out, but I don't remember I, anything about it except for the song. It came on AMC, not AMC, but Turner Classic Movies last year, year for last. And that was the last time I watched it, and just I was like fascinated how good it. Is. It's a really good. Tommy Lee Jones is in it, and it's just right. A good movie. Beverly Carter uh, plays um Patsy Klein in it, and it's a it's a it's a cool movie. 
And someone I'm not like a fan of Loretta Lynn or anything, but it's just like the movie. Right, right. No, yeah. Basic is solid. I remember when it came out, it was like a big thing, like yeah, a Sissy, really big deal. Sissy Spacek solid. If you've not seen her in uh, Castle Rock, I mean, just uh, so good. You alluded to this a little earlier. Um, I don't know, but I want to get into it. So there's a new Bill and Ted movie. Oh, I love it. Bill and Ted Face the Movie comes out. Um, uh, uh, th- th- we had a first look from Entertainment Weekly. Um, I'll post it the link to the sh- in the show notes. Connor Rees and Alex Winter are back in the third Bill and Ted film. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music releases August 24th, 2020. Follows the story of Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. The third, trying to create music for their band, Wild Stylings. If you remember the first and second films, I know we do. You learn their music inspires world peace and an era of tranquility. You'll be excellent to each other. Now an emissary from the future comes and says that you got 80 minutes to do all of that or reality will end. So clearly they haven't got their hit yet. Film also starts Samara, uh, Samara uh, Weaving and Bridget Lee Payne as Bill and Ted's daughters. Plus you have Beck Bennett, Christian Shaw, rapper, actor, Kid Cudi. Who's playing himself, <laughs> trapped in time, and William Sadler's returning his death from um, Bogus Journey. Uh, you can see the images and read the rest of the article from the Entertainment Weekly on our show notes on our, or on our Facebook page. That'd be awesome. So I'm looking forward Excellent. to it. It looks so, I mean, you know, we only seen a couple pictures, but I'm excited. The cast looks great. I love Keanu Reeves. I, anyway, do, so. I do too. I love Bill and Ted. The Bill and Ted movies are great. I mean, they're, they're, they're like, Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure is a classic film. And it's probably something that we'll do on the show. Um, Bogus Journey is not nearly as strong, but it's still good. It is good, mainly because of William Sadler's death. The, right. the whole thing with death is the makes that whole movie, and it's even the guys who made the movie were like, were like, yeah, the second one's not great, but <coughs> they everybody had a good time on it. So, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, and 2020, God, 2020 is gonna have some good stuff. So, we had one question from a cultist. What is that? Thomas wanted to know. Do we feel uh, as though Gizmo, being the progenitor of the evil gremlins, should have been a bit stronger? Hmm. That's a very good question, actually. Interesting. Because, wow. I mean, I guess because, how is he so sweet and innocent and... Completely non-aggressive. So we talked about this a little bit. In the, uh, in when the, and then when you know the, all the little things that popped off of him when he got wet were mean. Right. Yeah, we talked about a little bit about this uh, in the last podcast. In the novelization, there's a little bit about this. Um, like there's like one out of a hundred thousand, one out of ten thousand. There are a good mogwai, uh-huh. and um, that's the reason why they're so scarce because the other ones were killed off. Right. <clears throat> thus, the rules were in place and, and such. So you get this cute, cuddly one, but it's going to make a bunch of evil ones first. Okay. And so the 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 mutant, I guess, is the good one. Um, I like Gizmo being Gizmo. I like Gizmo kind of has a character arc, and Gremlins and especially in Gremlins too. Right. But you know he's weak and cute and cuddly, and by the end of it, he's you know driving a car trying to be a badass and save the day. And two, he becomes Rambo. Right. And which is adorable. He can still be cute and cuddly, but he still kind of rocks. So I like him being um, yeah. weaker. Than I don't want him to be like the other ones. Yeah, I don't want him to be the other gremlins being strong. I mean, he's probably strong. He probably just chooses not to be violent. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and the his follow-up question is, what gremlins do we prefer, one or two? Um, can I say I like them both equally, but for different reasons? <laughs> 
I like one better, but no, two's two's good. <laughs> I like one better. No, two is terrible, and they and they did no, no, it's terrible I, on purpose. It is absolutely terrible. But I liked it. Oh, I did too. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Uh, they just went in and was like, "Oh, we have a great movie. Let's go in and fuck it up." And this is what they. I mean, on yeah, purpose. Yeah, but I had fun with oh, it. Oh, it's so good. But I, one, I like one. So, um, you have some sampling to do. I do. So I'm gonna okay. let you sample. I'm gonna take a quick break. All right. So we have been gifted moonshines so i'm going to try these three moonshines that we have going on and the first one is written on here apple pie so basically we've been gifted these we get one jar each and i'm going to decide since i'm the lady of libations which one i want so i'm going to taste them all so apple pie oh that's good it, it tastes like a classic apple pie moonshine. It is delightful. The other two are not labeled at all. So here's one that looks like it has um, some sort of fruit. It looks like peaches maybe with, with the cinnamon stick. Oh, smells like peaches. So we have Peach moonshine. I've never had that before. That is actually um, really good. All right. Third jar. It's a little cloudy. It's different from the other two. The other two are clear. This one's cloudy. The only fruit I see is a cherry floating in there. So... Smells tropical. Oh, that tastes like a pineapple upside down cake. That's brilliant. Those are good. So do you have a favorite? Yes. I think uh, my favorite is the pineapple upside down cake. All right. So you can take that home. All right. Are you sure? Do you like peach? Uh, I will take the apple. And give apple? And just Justina Justina gives the peach. Because she's not here. She gets the peach. She gets the peach. I'll take the apple. All right. I think I think the pineapple's my favorite. I like uh, apple pie. So that's awesome. So thank you, John, for that gift. Thank you, John, because I tasted them all. Sorry for to uh, leave suddenly. So, full disclosure: I don't know if you've heard in this episode, and you'll probably heard it in my Star Wars life, or you will tomorrow. I'm coughing more, so I'm having a, I've been having a sarcoidosis attack. And the docs put me on new medication. Then the side effect of this new medication, I, I I pee like every hour, like on the hour. It's crazy. And so we just did another podcast before this one, and I was like, I'll be good. And man, I I did pretty and good. Then he wasn't. And then I was like, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm taking a break. You should taste those moonshines. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, my my whole thought was like, should I end the show? Or oh look, she's got moonshine. Go drink that. Because I know you would enjoy that. So. And it was. I did. And like I was finishing with my last one when you came back. Look at that. So you Time, did timed really well. Moonshines are great, though. And I am the lady of libations. So I, anytime you need me to do a taste test, I'm there. <laughs> so uh, what uh, were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, gremlins. We, we were just finished talking, talking about it. Uh, did, you, did you have a drink for gremlins? Did I? Oh, um, no, because okay. I was bad and no. didn't messed up my days. So I, I got you. No problem. I just want to double. I watched the movie and said I missed it. So <laughs> All right. Sorry, well, no I problem. feel horrible. Moonshine. <laughs> That's what we're drinking for Gremlins. 
Moonshine. That's right. I'll let you double up for the next one. Actually, I think it's Justina has to double up for the next one. What is our next movie? Well, uh, the, you're in charge of it. You know, remember? Oh, I'm picking the next movie? No, the movie's been picked. You're just in charge of the episode. Okay. Do you, do you, you clearly don't remember. Hold on. Yes, I do. Ooh, because it's a movie I've not seen. <laughs> this is this goes all the way back to that movie that we did for the con here that we never could remember that we were gonna do. Um, I am doing. I don't remember. Our next movie is a Christmas story. Yes, that's right. <laughs> in this modern age, perfect. Too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original... I made you! Stop! Tradition. American Christmas. Thanks a lot! MGM presents... A Christmas Story. Ah! Dancing through the snow Uncle Santa's beard. And unwraps the secrets. Did they get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% two fisted, red blooded. It's smiling at me. All American Christmas. A Christmas story. Which I've never seen, so I'm giving you all the stuff. Right. You're gonna run I'm the show. Doing, She's I'm running the show like Justine did for uh I'm excited. Uh, whip it. Yeah, and make sure you give me that in advance. I'll give you the the format and where to find things. And um I guess uh Justina's gonna play you. She's gonna do the libations. That's awesome. And I'm gonna play Justina and be um blissfully ignorant about this movie. There you go. I love this movie. So I will play the game that I always play with uh, Justina. Yeah. So what do you think this movie is about? All right. So I, I, I have, I, I've never seen it, but being the pop culture Native American spirit guide, I know things about it. Right. But I don't know a lot about it. So I know that it's about a boy who wants a BB gun, but no one lets him have it because he'll shoot his eye out with it. And so it's his quest to get this gun. All I know is there's a lamp leg. <laughs> Some kid sticks his tongue to a pole and something about fragile. And that's all I know. That's awesome. <laughs> so I will say 
that he tortures the kid to make him lick the pole to give up his gun, and their or their safe word is fragile. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't. I don't. It's, I, I, it's no okay. idea. All no right. idea about this movie. It sounds good. I did buy it on Blu-ray. Awesome. Because it was it was on the Black Friday sale, so I, I bought a Blu-ray for like three dollars. It's um one of my favorite Christmas movies. I've never seen it. I know it's a musical on um brought on stage. They've the done, hell you say? No, they've done it locally. Really? I think Timothy Guy's directed it once. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. That one and um, Christmas Vacation. Uh, I've seen Christmas Vacation. Yeah, and of course, my husband's favorite is, you know, Die Hard. Well, Die Hard's the greatest Christmas movie ever. It's awesome. It's a great Christmas so movie. So I was I was asked by um, some fans of the cultist uh, show. So this weekend I went to a convention. That's the other thing I forgot to talk about. Oh, yeah. So I went to Sonocon, which was an okay little, little show in Montgomery. And we made new cultist fans. And we were talking about movies that we watch. And we have a little pamphlet out there, a little, little flyer that shows what we've done. And then we were up saying, oh, yeah, this Christmas we've done Gremlins. We're going to do a Christmas story. And they were like, well, why don't you do Die Hard? I'm saving Die Hard for next year. Yeah. We're going to do Die Hard and Die Hard 2 next December because they both happen at Christmas time. They're both Christmas movies. Right. No one talks about 2 because, you know. Right. 2. But <laughs> William Sadler's in that too. So more William Sadler. Um, but, but they're both Christmas movies. So we're gonna, we'll do it that, then next year. That's fantastic. Uh, Suncom was interesting. Um, I... Uh, uh, met a lot of people, gave out a lot of comic stuff. Uh, didn't make a lot of money. We didn't sell a lot, but that that was okay. I saw the pictures. It yeah, looked like fun. It was, it was, it was, it's not a lot of people. It's, it's, December's a weird time for a convention. So I guess it was the only time they could get the venue, but it was a weird time for a convention. Coming up, I'll be able to go to cons with you. <laughs> cool. Well, I'd love to come. I'm excited. Justina came out for a little while, and we had a good time, and we we talked a couple of cantina with stuff. We'll do, I think... For, uh, a big thing I want to do going in 2020 is that when we do a show, we'll have up panels. I nice. think if people see what we do, they'll they'll get us better. So awesome. That's that. Yeah. Anything else for you? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything else for me. This is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.